We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alone? Again, what the fuck? This is a list of how to get raped. Yes, but this is 1958. Rape is not dangerous yet. True. It's the beginning of a relationship. (laughs) What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. My name is Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. Um, Do you like your job? I think so. I didn't really do anything pertaining to it today. Uh, the only thing was I haven't been in an office in three years. Like I've worked from home for a very long time. So I'm very used to my own schedule. And at like two o'clock today, I was texting one of my friends. I'm like, what do you do when no one else has announced going and eating lunch? Cause it's a very small office. There's like four women. No one had said a word and I'm starving. I eat every three hours. And when I'm home, it doesn't matter because no one's here. So I'm just doing my thing. So then what did you do? Well, luckily, I think I like spoke it into existence because about 10 minutes after that, someone else was like, oh, has anyone thought about lunch? Like, what should we get? But then, of course, they're all like, I think I just want like a smoothie or an acai bowl. I'm like, what? What? I'm like, I'm fucking dying here. So I housed an acai bowl and then just really held on by sheer force of will for the rest of the day. But I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that every single day. Isn't that the worst? And someone's like, should we get smoothies? I'm like, uh, as an appetizer? Sure. Yeah, I guess I could do that instead of a beer with lunch. I mean, the first thing that did come to mind, I'm like, if this is how it's going to be every single day, I'm going to lose so much weight before this wedding. I'm going to look awesome in that dress. How did you prepare for the wedding? It's like, I never asked for anything that I wanted. I never, ever voiced my needs at all. What's your diet? Uh, Being a woman, actually. Just apologizing instead of eating. Yeah. That's funny. Who knows? That could still happen. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I feel like my first job, my first writing job on a show, I gained 10 pounds because we it was around this time of year and we had all Halloween candy. And someone was like, yeah, we're going to sit in here for hours and you're going to gain 10 pounds. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I was eating my third Snickers, as I said that, and it was 930 (laughs) in the morning. Can't wait for that. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like the last office environment that I worked in was a lot more guys and guys like are on a schedule. Like I knew just from like a rustling around my desk at about 1145, I'm like, oh, we're eating lunch in 15 minutes on the dot. And then you could bake things and you could bring it in, you know, it would get eaten by everyone, but mostly all the guys in the office. Since we stopped working in an office, I've lost 37 pounds. There you go. 
I mean, you look good. As long as it's healthy, you're good to go. You know, who knows? Who's to say? But I'm just saying, I was trying to think like, what have I changed the most? And I think it's that I don't snack all day in an office. Yeah. Like if I worked at a startup, I would be extremely, um, Oh, it's deadly. Yeah. Cause that's like anything wrong with that, but I, I can't control myself. I have no, I'm, I have an addictive personality. If you give me an unlimited candy bar or an unlimited cereal bar, (laughs) <laughs> they would have to limit it. I would be the person at a startup who's like, you know what? We're going to say no more than seven bowls a day, Hannah. They just put like huge padlocks across the granola bars at like three o'clock in the afternoon. There's suddenly a security guard. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with all the snacks in the startup is they're like, we're not going to pay you more, but have as many Pop-Tarts as you'd like. And here's <laughs> unlimited cold brew on tap. Like that was always the thing at the old job that I worked at here are all these perks and look at all this stuff. And you can ask the office manager for whatever you want and she'll order it. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want you to pay me and Leah $10,000 more. Yeah. They're like, who needs health insurance when you have unlimited pop tarts? It's like, bitch, I need health insurance because I'm eating unlimited pop tarts. Because of these fucking pop tarts. So yeah, that is the other thing. Goes up without a foot one day. Yeah, basically. That's still a risk. So who knows? Um, Miley's driving me fucking bonkers. Why would she do? She just like has a lot of energy and she's biting and teething. So it's just like she's just been a puppy today. And yeah. I love her so much, but it, it is tough. It's like t- it's exhausting. My dad was like, make sure she doesn't get pregnant, you know, because she's not going to be yeah. paid for a bit. And I'm like, that would happen to me. Like I would be the single mother with the pregnant child. Yep. And then so she was playing with this other dog today and it was a guy and I was like, how does that work? So say my dog got accidentally pregnant by her dog. Do we split the legal, you know, do we split the fees of the vet? Do we do this together? Is there, like, are you co-parenting to- all of a sudden? Yeah, exactly. Do, is it, is it a thing that we go in together? Like, how does that work with dogs? If it happens on the street? I mean, if he's a good guy, then yes, he does go in on it with you, but otherwise he's just going to put you, uh, he's going to leave you on red. And you'll never hear from him again. Well, and that's real life. Owner. It's a female owner that has okay. this male dog. That would be a beautiful rom-com. I was your just going to say. Gets pregnant by another dog. And then you realize you're in love. And like, you're like, should we do this? And they're like, let's have these babies together. That's so. People love dogs. So anyway, um, I realized. Well, yeah, how do you prevent it? Do you just have to tell people, be like, hey, she's not on the pill yet. I'm just going to put her in white dresses and be like, she's a virgin. I like that. Don't touch her. If my dog has kids before I do, I will lose my shit. (laughs) Yeah, I was home this weekend and I was talking to my friend. I was just telling her about getting sober and kind of the rules of early sobriety. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I have gone on a date, which they say not to do in your first year, but I don't really consider my first year one. And two, like my friends who I've met in the program are like, yeah, after 90 days, it's like, whatever. Like I could not date. Yeah. And my friend goes, Hannah, the reason why you can't date in your first year is because you have to be comfortable being alone. And I was like, first of all, you are not in the program. Second of all, you have been in a relationship for seven years. I lost my shit. I was like, you know, that's really fucking easy to say when you've had a boyfriend for seven years. I'm sorry, but it's so frustrating having people in relationships tell me things like that or like, oh, well, it happens when you're not looking. You need to be comfortable with yourself. And I'm like, 
you have read that on an Instagram. You know nothing. Yeah, you didn't come up with that. It's literally like the most cliched shit. And I'm like, you know what? I have hit a point where like I have accepted that I'm single. I'm fine with it. But to want companionship is not that big of a deal. I'm not like desperate for it. Like, yes, I let a man move in with me after two weeks. But I went to rehab, learned my lesson. We're moving on. Okay, we're moving on. We talk shit about him now. That's called growth. (laughs) I've evolved. Thriving, Uh obviously. (laughs) No, it's like, I mean, I'm it'd be the pot calling the kettle black for me to say anything either. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I love it when I am alone and I'm like, Ooh, it's like if I didn't live in New York, but came to New York on vacation, I'd be like, Oh, I love how busy it is. And it's so crazy and blah, blah, blah. And to be fair, I do love those things about New York, but it would be a novelty because I don't, I'm not always there. Yeah. So the alone part for me, I'm like, yeah, like I have no idea if I know how to be alone anymore because it's like, the days when I'm like, it'd really be nice to just like chill out and be by myself. Then those days happen. I'm like, I did not like this. And I need to tell Ryan about it immediately. So but we that- become extremely dependent, but then just like couch therapists or whatever it is, anybody that doesn't really know what the fuck they're talking about, but thinks that they do because they have all this experience. Exactly. I'm t- talking to you about this because you are in a relationship and you've never said that to me. No, because I know the irony of it. Like I can't, I can't talk any shit at all. She's like, I love my alone time. And I'm like, I love my alone time too. There's a huge difference. There's yes. such a big difference between alone time and not being in a relationship for eight years. <laughs> or like it happens when you're least, when you least expect it. Bitch, I haven't been expecting shit for like five years. Been waiting for it to creep around the corner for a while. Yeah, I just, uh, it's so frustrating to hear. And I'm so sick of like having to justify feeling this way and I if I talk to any of my friends who are single they all say the same thing they're like it would be nice to be in a relationship it doesn't mean I have to be in one but it's so fucking frustrating to hear that and you're right it is like the thing of visiting well because you know it's ending like when I have alone time I love it because there is a light at the end of the tunnel when someone hopefully has to come back but like the alone time ends when you're in a relationship. And that's why it's easy to say, it's like, you need to be comfortable being alone because it's almost just reminding yourself, like I need to be comfortable being alone so that when I have those times, it's like, oh yeah, like I'm good with it. I'm self-sufficient. Everything is fine, but there's an expiration date on it. So that's why it's just shitty advice to give to anyone that's not in a relationship, just because it's like, you can't pinpoint when that'll be done. I guess I'm just sick of uh, people telling me, giving me feedback that it's, uh unnecessary yeah like unsolicited yeah yeah and it's also when you've just heard it from multiple different people you're like okay none of this is original because then it just doesn't seem like legit advice like I don't think that anything a 19 year old says on TikTok should be taken that seriously because that 19 year old read it from someone that wrote it when they were 28 10 years ago and we've all just like taken it as advice but it's not advice it's just like word vomit clips of quotes Nobody's actually telling you anything meaningful. They're just saying it to say it because they're like, oh, that sounded good. Exactly. And I, I'm like, what does that mean? I literally do everything alone. Like if I want to go somewhere or if I want to go to a movie or if I want to go out to dinner, I do that shit alone. So I, I'm a little confused what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah. And this is the same friend who I was like, oh, I saw Zola. And she was like, oh, who'd you go with? I was like, oh, I went by myself. She was like, oh, you went to the movies by yourself. That's so depressing. The same person who then later said, I need to be comfortable being alone. I'm glad my life is literally unmanageable. 
I do have friends who are very codependent who will be like, will someone go to the bathroom with me? I'm like, we're fucking almost 30. You can't go yeah. take a piss by yourself. I have never been that person. I've always hated that. Number one, I don't really like he- hearing or having people hear me pee, but See, what if I a don't slips out. Yeah, exactly. That's the number one problem. But it's also just like, I have to wait until you have to go to the bathroom. So then I can go in the time that it would take all of us to go. I could have been back already, but because 14 of us have to go to the fucking bathroom together. I've said that to a friend before. I'm like, I've never been that type of person. She's like, oh, like, you know, we just do it for safety reasons. I'm like, no, we don't because I've been in the room while we're all there. And it's to talk shit about the girl that didn't come in or to cry about a boyfriend or something. I'm like, I don't have time for any of those things to happen. I would rather sit outside alone in the bar and make new friends. I'm sorry. In what world is going to the bathroom dangerous than being at a bar around strange men? You know, like you went to the bathroom and left your drink unattended. Guess what? That's a little less safe than what we're doing right now. Like, yeah. Are you going to fall in, bitch? What do you mean safety? No, I can't stand that. And I would never say to someone who's like, will someone come with me in the bathroom? I obviously will not volunteer as tribute, but I'm not going to be like, go by yourself, you dumb bitch. Like, I'm not going to say that because that's not my place. No one wants to be alone all the time. Like the witch and fucking Hansel and Gretel lured kids in with candy because she was so fucking sad. She was alone all the time. Just wanted someone to hang out with and she was hungry. Exactly. It's frustrating. Yeah. Did she get what you were saying and get where you were coming from? She did. She was like, you're right. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. And it's not to shit on my friends, but it's just to mostly say that like, if you're in a relationship, don't fucking speak. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fucking Come at your friend with some bullshit advice about how they're going to find their person. Look at me. I found Rick after I went crazy with John. It's like, yeah, bitch, I saw you go crazy. And then this guy popped in and it just worked out. He liked your cuckoo. He liked your crazy. Yeah, he was into it. And he's also very unattractive. So he has to be into it. He doesn't have a whole lot of choices. So you were it. Yeah, you figured out the equation. So congrats. Yeah. You didn't get less crazy. That I mean, that's the way to deal with it. You just flip it back. You're like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe I do need to work on being alone. When was the last time you were alone? How's that? How are you doing with that? And then they'll say some shit like, well, I read a book last weekend yeah. on my back porch. It's like, fuck off. I've read eight books in rehab and I'm counting that till the day I die. Your quota yeah. is hit. Me and Reese Witherspoon went head to head. <laughs> I only text Skylar. I always text Just you me. for dating advice because you are honest, but you don't yeah. say dumb shit like that. So my uh, Bumble date last week uh, that, you know, went pretty well. I was like, you know, I don't care. I don't care if I hear from him, whatever. And I texted Skylar. I was like, I fucking care. I care. I care a lot. <laughs> um, but I texted Skylar like, should I text him this? And you were like, absolutely not. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to like give it a practice run. That's what I like to think I'm here for. Just anytime anyone, this offer goes out to all. Anytime you're like, I think I'm going to send them this and I think they'll really like it. Send it to me. And I'll actually tell you if that's a good idea or just something that like seemed like a good idea when Dakota Johnson did it in How to Be Single, which is not a great movie, by the way. So give it a real world spin and then let's see if it's doable. We we came up with a solution, though. I gave you a like a version of that to say. And it was I got a response. 
But uh, now that there's been a week, my excitement has died down. Yeah. Maybe I just needed that that electric wave to run through me. My therapist says that all the time. She's like, feelings are like waves. You got to feel them and then they'll crash and burn off. Yeah. That being said. That being said, we need to think of some alternatives to these pickup lines. Like just so you have something else to do next week. Actually this week, I keep forgetting that it's even Monday. (laughs) Yeah, no, this week. Well, the thing is like, I don't know after being in such a crazy fast relationship, I really don't know like the appropriate progression of how dating should go. And not that I should, I guess it's different for everyone, but I'm like, if you don't talk after a week, it's probably, you're probably never going to see him again. But then I'm like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I do think it's good to keep up momentum. I always told people that I'm like, well, because everyone gets frustrated with that kind of thing. And they're like, I haven't heard from them. That means they hate me. I'm like, that's not what it is. Like people have lives, but that said, it's not difficult to text someone and keep a conversation going or just like kind of go into it with the expectation that it's like, I'm not trying to have a conversation. Like I'm not trying to start something up here and I don't expect us to talk for the next five hours straight. Sometimes it is just like throwing something out there, having someone respond to it being like, cool, like we did that. And then doing that a couple hours later or even the next day and just kind of Hansel and Gretling them into a real conversation and then your next date. Yeah. And like not in a weird malicious way and not trying to play a game. Like don't time out the text because that's fucking weird. I've heard of people doing that. They're like, I set an alarm. So I send them a text like every three hours, but just like rate, like random observations throughout the day. That's kind of what gets conversations going. You don't actually have to get to talking about things. Yeah, I'm really bad at the texting like game thing because if someone texts me, I'm like, I'll just answer this really quick. And then I'm like, oh shit, I, sh- I guess I should have waited. Or I'll like start typing and then not respond for hours. But I literally thought I sent this, but I'm not gonna be like, hey, sorry, I thought I sent that immediately. I do that all the time. And I just call myself out on it. I'm like, I thought I sent this like three hours ago because I always do that. I think I do that to you. You and like one of my other friends, I do it almost all the time because I'll see it and I'll be like, oh, I need to respond. And then I'll like respond ish. And then I'm like, no, I could probably make that funnier or something. And I put my phone down and make food and then come back. And I'm like, oh, didn't look at my text until 5 p.m. So good excuse, Skylar. Uh- <laughs> I'm just letting you know what life is like. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like just you that I do that all the time. It's nothing. Personal. I mean, no one else. Everyone else is just like, if they ask me a question, if I can answer it and I do it quickly, then it's a yes. But sometimes you just throw me things like that. I'm like, wait, I actually want to think about this and give you a normal answer. But what I'm saying is you don't need to play the game or do anything like that or like put structure around it. Sometimes it is just like a flash in the pan, like, oh, here's a fun observation. Okay, bye. And then sooner or later, those just become closer together and a little more intertwined, and then you're having conversations, and then you're going on more dates, and blah, 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 so. I just, my, I think my biggest fear in dating is being annoying. Have someone, like, read my text and be like, fuck, I gotta respond to this bitch, and then their friends are like, just don't respond, who cares? You'll never see her again, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, am I that person in the group? Am I the, the one that they're like, oh, this bitch, and they're like, let me see a picture of her, yeah, just don't respond, who cares, who cares? Blonde girl, like, then you, that's when you get the nickname. Does she think she's funny? Um, <laughs> Comedian girl. Oh, yeah. But I was on Hinge, you know, to uh, spread my aggression across nice. the board. And uh, Chad and I talked about this on the podcast where he was like, I hate when people write, I'm the type of texter, because that's a prompt on Hinge is I'm the type yeah. of texter who. 
And he's like, all these girls, right? I'm the type of texter who doesn't respond. And since he said that, I've noticed so many guys write that. I'm the type of texter who doesn't respond. I'm like, what the fuck? So not a texter then? <laughs> yeah. So why would you pick this prompt? Yeah. What What are you trying to prove here? Like, oh, really? You're the type of texter who doesn't respond? I'm the type of texter who goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and doesn't take a hint. Why are you saying this? No, the prompts that people choose on Hinge blow my mind, especially the ones where people are like, I don't know how to answer this. I'm like, all right, then swipe to the next one. There were other options. I've seen those where people are just like, oh, like, ask me later. I'm like, no, that's not what this is for. I'm deciding if I want to talk to you based off of these fucking prompts. So yeah. Get so it together. Why don't we try to think of a few good prompts for me? You know, okay. we'll get along if you like dogs, have a dark sense of humor and will keep my fridge stocked with Topo Chico. Wow. That's pretty good. That's three reasons. Rules of three. Wow precise gives them something to bring up be like what do you mean i've never heard of topo chico and you can be like well you can see yourself out or what kind of dog do you have i love dogs great good sign i'm gonna use that skylar see i you need to i'm like skylar between your new job planning a wedding you need to fucking get on my hinge and do this for me because i I mean get some really good dates via you This is basically my syllabus week, so you might as well send me over. I actually, uh, on Saturday, one of my guy friends, he just let me loose on his Hinge or Bumble. I don't know which one it was. And he was just like, can you just start conversations? And some of them, I like pass the phone back. I'm like, I can't start a conversation with this girl for these exact reasons. I'm like, her prompts are fucking boring or weird. Like, I don't want you to go on a date. He's like, she's pretty cute. I'm like, she's not. And then other ones I really got going. It's fun, but I'm totally down to take yours over. I don't know. The guy I'm going out with tomorrow seems pretty cool. Yeah. We're going bowling. Oh, nice. That's nice. So I took that I don't drink off hinge because mm-hmm. my date who I went out with Friday that Friday who I liked or enjoyed. It was a good date. Whatever. I don't like you. Relax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about you all the time. What are you doing? Anyway, what's up? How are you? Text me. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> he told me to take it off. He goes, you should take it off because meeting you, it's like clear that it's not like you're weird. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. weird. I'm an alcoholic. Like <laughs> I'm actually right. the coolest, you know, um, the most fun. Yeah. But I took it off because I was like, I guess I don't want them to scare that, that, that to scare them away. Yeah, no, I don't think that's the worst thing. I feel like it's just something it's easier to explain in person and to have just somebody base that off of actually meeting you that like, I don't think it's a bad thing either way. Have it on there or don't. I don't think with the right person, anyone really gives a fuck, but it's going to be in your head that it's going to like lessen your chances or something. Then you go somewhere where you can drink or you can't. And if you don't, either somebody wouldn't notice or you can just be like, oh yeah, I'm not drinking right now. And then in a few more dates, you're like, oh, by right now, I meant not ever. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, okay, well, you've also proven that you're cool and normal and fun and I can drink around you. So that's great. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so I took it off. And so the guy was like, oh, let's meet at this bar. I was like, hey, uh, I'm down for this bar, but just a heads up, I I don't drink. He's like, oh, would you rather go bowling? And I was like, would I rather go bowling? Um... I think I'd rather relapse, honestly, but let's try it. Let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. 
Hey, you'll either relapse or you'll get COVID from the gross bowling balls. So either way, it's a win. Exactly. So I read this thing. Um, I also talked about this with Chad, but I feel like we would have a better grip on this. So this girl actually on Instagram sent me this thing. It was uh, basically an Instagram of photos of a magazine from 1958. Yeah, this is a magazine from 1958. 129 ways to get a husband. Oh, one, get a dog and walk it. Did it. (laughs) I actually met a cute guy walking his dog and we were chatting for a bit. And then he was like, oh, do you let your dog sleep with you? I was like, of course. (laughs) The the preposterous question of you're sleeping alone, right? It's like, am I going to get a Swiffer and not use it? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, the fact that this has come up multiple times, it's just like, what do you guys get dogs for? Exactly. It's like, are you fighting them at least? (laughs) And but so we were talking, he's like, oh, I don't let my dog even get on the couch. Like if I'm going to play with her, I'm going to get on the floor. And I was like, yeah, this is never going to (laughs) work. I was like, nice to meet you. See you later. (laughs) It was an abrupt. I was like, yeah, I got to go. I got to go eat in bed with my dog in it. Licks the crumbs off my face. It's really nice. Yeah, I gotta go order a deep dish for it to get everywhere so I can get put her to work while I eat. Yeah, Chicago style. Another one. Uh, have your car break down in strategic places. Attend night school. Take courses like men. Can you imagine like taking a class at like a community college? Like you're taking a coding class or like a business class, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm just here for. Dick. This is how you know that school costs like four dollars in 1950, whatever, because at this point you would be putting yourself into severe debt just to meet a man in like a night class and getting an extra degree. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't imagine taking a test and being like, do I just go all D here? Because that's really why I'm here. It's the only reason I'm here. I don't actually give a fuck. Like I hey, can just... we back up for a little bit. How do you strategically get into car trouble? Like like when I had a car, my check engine light was on for like four years. I did nothing about it, but still never broke down anywhere. And if I did, couldn't choose where that would occur. Exactly. You're just going to post up outside a sports bar and like undo some wiring. Yeah. Which also I wouldn't know how to do. Like I couldn't make my car not work. As much as I couldn't make it work. Like that was a no win situation for me. I should not have had that thing for a lot of reasons. So how do you make it break? I mean, I still get confused between the blinker and windshield wipers. Like (laughs) I can't imagine having my car break. I'm like, how do you break it down? And to have it break down in a strategic spot. Can you imagine the amount of women who died doing that? I just love that that is was printed in a magazine. And it's not even like they were like 129, like, fuck it. That is number two. Yeah. Second best option you've got. Risk your life and your vehicle. For a man. To maybe meet someone who might give a shit that your car broke down. Like what happens if you undo all your car shit, right? And then the guys come out and they're like, yeah, sorry, lady, can't help you. Or yeah, what if you break down in a seemingly strategic spot where no one knows how to repair cars? Yeah. So basically any sports bar that all like the Goldman Sachs kids go to. Yeah, sorry, babe, I'm a lawyer. I'm a numbers guy. (laughs) Yeah, like you're fucked and so am I. I don't know what to tell you. 
it's incredible uh sit on a park bench and feed pigeons that's supposed to be attractive this is not a joke sit on a park bench and feed pigeons like you are in home alone i was gonna say like home alone or like the lady from mary poppins does mary poppins get it no uh i feel like they never really touched on it there was like sexual tension between her and bert but i could never tell if they were like friends or if there was something more there and then i think she annoyed mr banks too much so he didn't want to bang her but then he respected her at the end of it but i don't think yeah yeah she did a lot to never get anything out of it can you imagine being covered in pigeon shit and a guy being like take my my number she seems like she's got it together i guess in 1950 whatever that wasn't really yeah but i would almost think the better suggestion would be like get a boombox and start dancing in the streets. At least you'll make like five bucks out of that. Yeah, or at least someone will call the police. Yeah, and, and then your husband. Yeah. Um, take a bicycle trip through Europe alone again. What the fuck? This is a list of how to get raped. Yes, but this is 1958. Rape is not dangerous yet. True. It's the beginning of a relationship. <laughs> you can't spell relationship without some rape you know what i can say that um <laughs> get lost at football games what that's called blacking out and let me tell you that did not get me a husband no i lost like boots and umbrellas and stuff that way but no i never i did not get a husband out of that i lost two nuva rings homecoming baby go trojans but yeah get lost at football games excuse me sir uh which way are the hot dogs i mean (laughs) depending on what i was about to say what inning go sports uh what quarter you're in what half whatever i'm I'm gonna stop talking we can cut this part out i think i'm losing it please read through more of them forget discretion every once in a while and call him up actually that's not the worst. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to say indiscretion, like if forget cheating every once in a while. <laughs> Carry around a hat box. Those are big. If I saw a woman carrying a hat box, I guess this is 1958, but like in 2021, if a woman's carrying a hat box, she has a rifle in that thing. Yeah. And that is how our grandparents got together. Okay. 52. Wear high heels most of the time. Dash, they're sexier, exclamation point. Number 53, unless he happens to be shorter than you are. They really got lazy towards the middle. Oh, yeah. We committed to 129. Oh, man. Laugh at his jokes is number 45. Oh, God. That is something um, I've been told is actually part of my problem. Because if a guy is trying to be funny on a date and it doesn't hit with me, I do not give pity laughs. I've bombed too many times in this fucking life to be like. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can't. I can't fake laugh. Another one is tell him he's handsome. Is that what I should text to the guy from Bumble? How is also that so far down on the list? (laughs) Yeah. Break your car down before you tell a guy he's hot. Risk your life before putting yourself out there, ladies. That is the. Uh, I mean, I get it. I don't really like giving compliments, so I would risk my life before I'd have to tell someone anything like that. 
Number 88, learn how to sew and wear something you made yourself. <laughs> I just I just wrap myself up like a mummy in toilet paper. <laughs> I made this myself. That's giving guys so much credit that they would even notice that it was A, new, B, that you made it. If a guy said, did you make that shirt? That is an insult. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so I was like, hey, did you make your outfit? What he's saying is, is go buy something. You look, you look horrible. horrible. Your clothes don't fit you. It was clearly not manufactured by little hands like it should be. <laughs> hey, that wasn't made in Indonesia. Did you make that in your apartment? Yo, uh, why is it so lopsided? Did you make that yourself? <laughs> And then you have to be like, no, I just bought it at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> Don't discuss former boyfriends. That one's easy. If That's you're not married. a bad tip. <laughs> Especially when you don't have any. Former boyfriends, let's not get into it. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about it right now. Again, how did that make it on the list so much later? Yeah, it's like 91. I Are we like the editor, well, I, I feel like the editor was like, all right, let's break up some of the good ones towards the end. Otherwise, it's just going to look crazy. Like, it can't yeah, be like, else- smart moves and then be like, lose one shoe at the stroke of midnight and make sure there's a guys around. <laughs> Cut off all your pubic hair and wear it on your face. So guys know that you're rocking a bear pussy. You know, like. <laughs> They can't all make it into a little hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to see something I made myself? <laughs> yeah. Sew your pussy hair into a scarf and let them know it's fresh. Ugh. The carpet does match the trays. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> anyway, so that's how I'm going to get a husband. I've been reading those through and I'm like, yeah, commit those to memory. I wonder if it was 1958, if I would be a spinster, you know, because I'm approaching 30 and I'm single, if I would just be a spinster of that era, or would I have just settled for a man who only gives, who gives me a small allowance and hits me every now and then? Definitely that one. Yeah, right? Yeah. I like to think of my singlehood as me being (laughs) a modern woman. (laughs) A woman of the now. I would have done stand-up. I would have just been an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But a classy one because you would have been doing it at home around the kids by yourself. Exactly. And it would have been like a martini with breakfast and lunch. And I just would have been the type of woman who goes to bed early, like a good woman should. Exactly. And Again. I don't eat because I'm so drunk all the time. Yeah. I guess that's the key to being a classy woman in the 50s. You just have to be a extreme alcoholic i feel like that's the only way a lot of this makes sense um yeah well speaking female alcoholics taryn manning uh was engaged for three months to that woman Mm -hmm. is taryn manning was she always a lesbian or was she bisexual i feel like she was with wasn't she married to a guy i think so i don't remember because i feel like she was in a band and i never remember if the uh, the guy in the band was her boyfriend or her brother. And this was like early 2000s. Like it was around probably Crossroads. both knowing Taryn Manning. Yeah. My weirdest experience in New York was I, my mom set me up with this real estate agent to help me find my first apartment to rent. And he was like kind of cute. And I was like, oh, my mom's trying to do a setup. But he was clearly on a ton of cocaine and just like trying to like spin things around. Like, oh, this is a great apartment. We walk in and be a shithole. He'd be like, well, what do you expect with your budget? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I guess not a lot. You but like, here. Yeah, you're the one who like tried to sell it to me before we got here. I was like, oh, you're in comedy. Like, I know Taryn Manning. We're friends. She's crazy. Like, I was a real estate agent, but she's crazy. And I guess uh, she could never really make her rent. And she was always like trying to hang out with him. And I was like, yeah, she's probably trying to hang out with you because you're clearly always on cocaine. Yeah. She was texting and calling him when I was with him. And I was like, this is such a weird New York experience where my real estate agent is trying to sell me apartment based on his cocaine connection to Taryn Manning. I mean, did it work? No, I was like, I got, I, he was like, do you want to grab a drink? And this was like at midnight. And I was like, no, I, I, uh, gotta go home and save money because I can't afford to live in New York. Clearly. You just told me I couldn't afford to live here. Like, please don't take me out now, but we're not going to be friends. You're literally in this to get me a home. And then we never talk. Yeah, exactly. It was interesting hearing that, like that interaction with Tara Manning, because you've heard she's an insane person and she plays that insane person on Orange is the New Black. You're like, oh, that wasn't a stretch. Yeah. So then seeing this, I'm like, oh, three month engagement. Oh, wow. I really didn't even want to say yes to. Oh, my God. Yeah. The whole article was like she felt pressured because her fiance asked her in front of other people and she didn't want to say no. Yeah, but then she said to TMZ, like, oh, it's the easiest yes ever. It's like, dude, don't give a comment to TMZ. I understand having to say yes in front of a huge group of people, I guess. Like, that would suck, but I could see me doing it, maybe. I could, too. If someone were to propose to me in front of a large group of people, I would not be able to say no. No, and but it wouldn't matter if you didn't know them. Like, if it was a big group in, like, a bar, it's like, we don't know anyone here. This doesn't fucking matter. It's a great story for them. We're going to talk about this later. But to then go and tell, like, a huge media outlet, oh, yeah, such an easy yes. But then the article was like, oh, they've been broken up for a while. She's already been dating someone else for a month. It's also like, you didn't want to say yes, but you stayed engaged for three months. Like, wouldn't you just... Or did maybe she tried to convince herself for three months? I don't know. I guess I really related to the article of her being engaged for three months and then posting like, I'm only hanging out with dogs now after they break up. Yeah, I didn't think about that. This one really. uh, I'm like, am I Taryn Manning? (laughs) Wait, who am I? Well, that's the thing is like, you know, with sobriety, it's like you they say alcoholism gets worse. And then I look at someone like Taryn Manning and I'm like that. I see myself in her. Yeah. And same with Bam Margera, like that article that came out that was like, he got arrested in Florida because he was drinking when he was in an outpatient program. Yeah. And so I didn't talk about on the podcast, but he (laughs) admitted or he told TMZ he was in a rehab in Arizona. So surprise, surprise, he lived in my lodge and he was supposed to be in there for like nine months. Yeah. Well, it's also just like the way he described it. He's like, oh, I just needed something to pass the time. And it's like, Dude, like that's when you know you're like you are seriously in this like this is just an issue because you know you're not supposed to you're waiting for your wife and your kid so bam transferred from arizona to florida in an outpatient program which is like you live in sober living it's like going to college but sober you live in apartments and then you go to class you go to your you know mental health shit but you're it's not like a rehab where you're where you wear a tracker. Basically. So it's like going to Christian college. Exactly. It's like going to Christian college. And uh, he was drinking while waiting for his wife and son. And he got someone called the police on him because he couldn't. He was like, yeah, I was waiting and I was bored, which 
you know, I got to say you're in Florida. You're like, look, what else is there? If you're in the airport or somewhere, like if you're not on a beach, yeah, I don't know what you'd be doing either. I had a layover. I almost had a nine hour layover in Miami before my, that wedding I had to go to in Santa Barbara. And I literally paid an extra $250 to change it to a direct flight because I was like, if I am in Miami or Fort Lauderdale, I guess for nine and a half hours and I can't go to the beach, I'm getting a drink that you can wear around your neck. Yeah. Cause so get it. what are your other options? Yeah. I mean, he was like such a chill, I guess everyone's chill at rehab. It's like, you're not on anything. So I yeah. guess you're pretty chill, but it, it does make me sad. Cause he, uh, I don't know. It's weird to like, see that in the news and then be in there, like be in the same position he was in. Like, yeah, we would wait in line for meds every day. You know, it's like, yeah. it's kind of, it's sad. It's like just seeing where it, like with you, you're doing so well. And then to see it just not working out for someone else to such a degree that you're like, wow, you really just cannot control this. And you have no way of doing like, this is such a hold on you. And I think that's the part that sucks to hear about. Cause you're like, fuck dude, everyone loves Bam. He's no. like actually like a nice guy. Who's just like troubled. It's scary. It's also scary to see, you know, I thought going to rehab was like the rock bottom and it's just not, it's like, yeah. can always get worse. It would also just suck to have like that blasted out. Everyone knows about your life so much. You have a drink and like people are calling the police. Well, it was confusing though. Cause like it, the beginning of the article made it sound like that, where he like had a beer and someone called the cops. But then later in the article, it was saying like he couldn't keep it together. And I don't know if that was after he was getting arrested or taken away or if he had been drinking and had gotten a little bit belligerent. And then they called the cops just on like, a man being out of control. It was weird how they wrote it. Cause I thought the same thing too. I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't want to out anyone. You really don't want someone to relapse at all. But if you just see someone casually having a beer, I'm like, I mean, I'm not gonna, you seem to be okay. I, so I don't think for some reason it was just that he was seen having a beer and the right person or someone that was in the know saw it. I think something else might've happened, but still. Yeah. I guess I'm projecting my biggest fear is that if I ever get a martini, someone would be like, you patient number 45 you know it's like squid games so patient number 476 is out You're like, shit, shit, shit. i was talking to my therapist about this today uh about like having just like after my year because i've had like a pretty rough year i would say a year yeah i would say it's uh been yeah easily the worst year of my life um and herpes was last year <laughs> and uh someone recently made a herpes joke on Instagram and like they're a comedian and they're like pretty well known and they're very nice and funny. And like, it bothered me. Cause I was like, herpes is such a punchline that people who like are respectful of it's like, they are uh, a woke comedian, I guess you could say, but to them herpes is like fine. Yeah. And I was telling my therapist, I was like, it bothers me because what people don't understand is the problem with herpes is like the mental effect it has on people. Like the reason why doctors don't test your blood is because it's more harmful for you to know you have herpes than for it to be in your blood. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, we talk about how with the whole people making Asian jokes, it's like yeah. that led to violence and that's how people, Asian people die. And I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm also saying like people who get herpes kill themselves and it's such a mental, um, 
fuck. It like really fucks up your brain. And as someone who it like really fucked me up for like the first four months I had it, like I literally, I can't describe like the feeling of disgust I had against myself. And like, I got it from a guy who just straight up lied to me. And like, like I didn't do anything wrong or anything, you know, (laughs) trust me, I've done worse. But um, it wasn't the situation I walked away from. It was like, that was the one, you know, and it, it, it fucks you up. And I just, I guess that's what bothers me about herpes jokes. People like really don't get it. Kind of what we were saying earlier. It's like, yeah, if I've dealt with it, then I can joke around about it. But it's also just like, but because I've dealt with it, I don't want to. And it's also just like, it spreads such like ignorance about it. It's like a lifelong disease, but like, you could have one outbreak and never have another one and it doesn't affect your life. But like, not a lot of people know that. Like, not a lot of people know that you can't give it to someone unless you're having an outbreak. Like I, like until two years ago, thought if you have herpes, you just have seventh grade acne down there for the rest of your life. Like I had no idea because we have created this stigma. It's just so annoying to hear people like make it a punchline. And I and I hate that because as a comic, I'm like, nothing's off limits. But I also... It, it's annoying how people who are so fucking woke will make that joke. And I'm like, you don't even realize you're just like spreading ignorance. Like just digging the hole that much deeper. Cause someone that's like, Oh, you can hear it from you and be like, Oh, it's somebody that actually gets and is talking about it and is bringing some education surrounding it or just levity to the situation. And then somebody else that kind of takes it back like three steps where it's like, Oh, let's just make a joke that we have no idea about, but It's just an easy joke to make because everyone gets it because everyone's made the joke before. The joke is that what? It's disgusting. It's a gross disease. And it's like the guy who gave it to me drives a Subaru. I don't know how to make it any more clear that there is no such thing as a stereotype with this disease. Yeah. I just got very sensitive to it this week because I was like, it is so fucking annoying to have people. And I'm really not. I don't get sensitive about I guess I've been very sensitive. I did get my period this week. Now that we're talking, now that we're talking it through, I guess I've just been very open about having herpes. And some people are like, I can't believe you talk about it. And people still say that to me. And I'm like, that's also an ignorant thing to say. Yeah. Like, I also clearly have dandruff, which has affected my life far worse. Like, I can't wear black without the blue and I wear black all the time. And so, like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore because I'm like, I'm I'm worried that someone's going to hear it and then think I'm disgusting and then not want to go out with me anymore when it's like, that shouldn't be how it is. And that's what I'm trying to talk. That's why I'm trying to talk about it. But yeah, then yeah. I feel like I'm fighting this army, this literal herpes army. It's like, <laughs> y- you can't stop it. It comes at you. The herp brigade. <laughs> exactly. Like it just spreads so quickly. I don't know what spreads faster. The herpes down my leg when I got it or the false information that comes with the punchline. (laughs) And it's upsetting. And I'm just saying, I know people who listen to this have herpes. And I'm just saying, we gotta, we gotta be simplex sisters. You know, we really, (laughs) really stick together on this. Um, I think that's a new merch item for you to get that on a t-shirt. Simplex sisters. Yeah. Ugh. Um, Rex has a sweetheart gang and you can have the simplex sisters. Yeah. You know, the guy from I asked to Cancun, uh, just an update for everyone listening who's been following yeah. the podcast. He has not responded yet. Still weird. How much? What's uh, the time frame here? How much time do we have? until uh, We're approaching a month. OK, I think it's so, probably it's I, I assume it's a no, but maybe he's checking his. uh <laughs> 
Maybe he's still checking the miles add up after he paid off his credit card. Who knows? Yeah. So I'm still holding out. Okay. So final, final conclusion. What do I text Bumble? Or do I not? Do I not text? Do I just watch a movie and go to sleep? I mean, I'm always a fan of just the random, like any of the things that we talk about on here. So any random, like funny article that you come across and you're just like, holy shit, what is this? Like bud implants from last week. I just scroll BBC News since he was in London. I'm like, this is so weird. The Canada, that was posted three weeks ago. It's like, yeah, well, you know, time difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even do something as creepy, quote unquote, or vulnerable as being like, oh, like, yeah, just want to see how things were going with you. I don't know. Set up a date. I feel like people overthink it so much that when you do the simple thing, no one wants to do it. They're like, well, that's not going to go well. I'm like, no, you're right. Not talking to somebody is going to get you a lot further. Overthinking it and talking about it with everyone else. But that person is really going to get you on another date. Oh, God. Uh, Anyway, I hope I hope the lessons of getting a husband help someone. I, ho- I mean, some of those were legit. They weren't bad advice. It's just they didn't really start out with the strong ones, which is so confusing to me. But look, it was a female writer in the 50s. It was practically an illiterate person. All right. Well, I'll let you know how this date goes. Wish me yeah. luck. Have Wish fun. Me luck. Hopefully this is my husband. It has to be. I mean, just break down your Uber on the way there and then you're halfway there. You know, shockingly, out of the 129 bad advice, Bowling was not one of them. Not on there. I'll see how he fingers the ball. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com